Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. Namaste, everyone. This evening on page 28, we're going to begin the Sankalpa. And remember, Kalpan is an idea, and Sam means all. And all your ideas converge into one idea, which is the definition of your goal, the definition of your purpose, your firm determination, a statement of who is standing where, doing what, for what purpose, what do you want to get from it, what do you propose to do, it's a promise between you and God. So let's begin the Sankalpa. All of my ideas, all of my kalpas, they all converge into unity and harmony in this one statement of my goal, Vishnur Om Tatsat. The consciousness that pervades all, Om, that is truth. Presently, Dadam Dadam Om Adya. Presently, on the planet Earth, in the country of America, in the state of California, in the city of Napa, in the temple of the Devi, Mandir, and the name of the month happens to be Falgoon. And you can find on our uh, calendar section in our website uh, the, the names of the months and the names of the days and the names of the Paksha, whether it's the waxing moon or the waning moon, because we're kind of lunatics here. We go by the phases of the moon. Uh, the name of the month is Falgoon. It is the dark of the Krishna Paksha, and it is the 11th day Ekadashantito. The name of the Sadhu family is Satyananda, and it's not particularly my name. It is also the name of the guru of Janak, the king of Matila. And so he became a Gotra and he became the leader of a branch of the study of the Vedas. So when you say Satyananda Gotra, well, I'll take a little bit of credit, but actually it goes back in history quite some distance. Uh, so your, Sri, your name, the respected you, Swami Satyananda Saraswati and Sri Ma, Samasta Parivarasthahit, with, along with the entire family, is performing the worship for the satisfaction of the respected Chandi by reciting the Chandi worship. And we offer her that flower. Om, may our waking consciousness repay, replace pain and suffering with divinity as also our, our awareness when asleep. I want to be eating, sleeping, drinking, breathing, divine consciousness all the time. Far extending be our radiant aura of light, filling our minds with light. May that be the firm determination of the consciousness of infinite goodness. Can I please have the same kind of sankalpa as Shiva has? He has, he's the Lord of free will, he's the Lord of Sankalpa Tanmi Manaha Shiva Sankalpa Mastu. May that goddess who wears the moon of devotion protect the children of devotion, that's us. May that goddess of all-pervading knowledge protect us. May the energy of the rule of the pure rise up. O energy of equilibrium, grant us the highest prosperity. And we remember we said we use swasti. Swa is my own, asti is being, and being is my own, that is the highest prosperity. Swasti no indra vrita shravaha, only ultimate prosperity to us. O rule of the pure who perceives all that changes. The ultimate prosperity to us searchers for truth, knowers of the universe. The ultimate prosperity to us, O divine being of light, keep us safe. Rakshakoro, the ultimate prosperity to us, O spirit of all-pervading delight, grant that to us. 
Oh, we invoke you with offerings, O Lord of the multitudes. We invoke you with offerings, O Lord of love. We invoke you with offerings, O guardian of the treasure. Sit within me, giving birth to the realm of the gods within me. Yes, giving birth to the realm of the gods within me. All the heaven, all the blue, the where, the wherever the realms of the gods are, it's all within me. I want it inside. It doesn't help me if it's outside. Heaven is not out there. It's not upstairs. God is not the man upstairs moving everybody in the clouds like uh, Charlton Heston in a Cecil B. DeMille movie. Uh, he is more in here giving birth to the realm of the gods within me. Oh, we invoke you with offerings, O Lord of the multitude, seer among seers of unspeakable grandeur, O glorious King, knower of the Lord of the knowers of wisdom, come speedily, quickly, jaldi Ah, hearing our supplications and graciously take your seat amidst our assembly. We're all assembled here in the Garden of Delight, in the realm of the, uh, of the gods within me, and that you come please quickly and take your seat in that assembly. Oh, the Mother of Enlightenment pervades the heavens, the Mother of Enlightenment pervades the atmosphere, the Mother of Enlightenment pervades mother and father and child. All gods of the universe are pervaded by the mother, the five forms of living beings, all of life, the mother of enlightenment, she is to be known. Oh, you are female, you are male, you are a young boy and you are a young girl, and you're probably everything in between too. Uh, we have no discrimination. You are the word of praise. In the beginning was the word by which we are singing and you are all creation existing as the mouth of the universe. You got a big mouth. The mouth of the universe. Oh, mother of the perceivable universe, mother of the conceivable universe, mother of the universe of intuitive division and the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body. Yea, mom, Lead me to that true existence. I want to know, Mother. In every level of consciousness, in the gross body, in the subtle body, in the causal body, as excellent crops or grains are harvested, just as Urbaruka, Bhivamandanan, just as the fruit is plucked from the stem, so may I be taken to reside with the infinite consciousness. Om, peace in the heavens, peace on the earth, peace upwards and permeating the atmosphere, peace upwards, over on all sides and further, peace to us, peace to all vegetation, Om, peace to all that has form, peace to all causes and effects, peace to all existence and to all intensities of reality, including all and everything, peace be to us. Oh, let the earth be at peace, the atmosphere be at peace, the heavens be filled with peace, even further may peace extend. Peace be to waters, peace be to all vegetation, peace to all gods of the universe, peace to all gods within us. Peace to creative consciousness, peace to brilliant light, peace to all, peace to everything, peace, peace, altogether peace, equally peace, by means of peace. And thus, by means of peace, altogether one with the means of peace, ignorance is eliminated, violence is eradicated, improper conduct, that's me, is eradicated, confusion, sin is eradicated, all that is, is at peace. All that is perceived, each and everything, all together for us, shanti, 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 peace. Peace, 
Peace in the gross body, peace in the subtle body, peace in the causal body, peace on the earth, peace in the mind, peace in the atmosphere, peace, peace, peace. And now seven verses that express the essence of she who relieves all difficulties. She's Durgam, she takes away the Durgam, Durga takes away the Durgam and therefore she removes all the difficulties. These seven verses come from the Chandipat and they are excerpts from the Chandipat just to give us a little inspiration and a little understanding, a little information as to what it is we're going to be encountering in this recitation. So with the consciousness of infinite goodness, Shiva said, Oh Goddess, you are accessible to your devotees as you give the effects of all actions. So she is Kripa. Whatever you Kree, you Pa. Whatever you do is what you get. She gives the effects of all actions. She is the goddess of karma. Please tell me the means of success in perfecting all desires in this age of darkness. Uh, how do I make my desires pure? This is Kali Yuga. This is an age of darkness and why do I have such silly desires? And the goddess said, Listen, O divine being, as I elucidate the highest path of spiritual discipline. This is interesting. Pay attention, please. Because of your unswerving love for me, I reveal this song of praise of the God. Da-dum, da-dum, om. <laughs> Presenting the mantras of the song of seven verses explaining the respected reliever of difficulties, the all-pervading consciousness is the seer. Anishtup is the meter. There's 32 syllables to the verse. The respected remover of darkness, the great goddess of true wealth, and the great goddess of all-pervading knowledge are the deities. Malakali, Malakshmi, Masarasvati. For the satisfaction of the reliever of difficulties, these seven verses of Durga are applied in recitation. And here's a little note, just a little aside. <coughs> All mantras have a seer. There's always a rishi. And they, who originally realized this knowledge and passed it along to us. A meter, a chondo, a certain number of syllables with which it is expressed, a deity whose attributes or actions are being extolled, a seed or essential nature, a specific energy, and one or more specific principles that are incorporated into the purpose of the recitation. There's got to be some reason you're doing this. What do you want? Such a statement is called the Biniyoga. Uh, the application, uh, it's preparatory, it's a preface to the mantras indicated. So you've got Advini Yoga for the Pratancharya uh, uh, Charitra, you've got for, uh, for the Madhima Charitra, there are three episodes of the Chandi, the first, the second, uh, the middle, and the uh, ultimate, the third, and they each have Advini Yoga. What do you want to do here? Well, I want to praise Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati. Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva are the seers. Gayatri, Yushtak, Anushtap are the Chandos. And Mahakali, Mahalakshmi, Mahasaraswati are the deities. Etc., etc., etc. She, that lady, she, this supreme goddess, the great measurement of consciousness. And remember, she is a measurement. She measures consciousness. She puts it into a container. And thereby she limits it. And when it's got limits, it's got boundaries. When it's got boundaries, you can measure the distance from one boundary to the other boundary. So she, this supreme goddess, the great measurement of consciousness, attracts the perceiving capacity of all sensual, sensible beings, that's us, we're supposed to be sensible, at least we have senses, and when we sense with our senses, then she attracts our consciousness to form instead of to the unlimited. 
So we start seeing divisions and distinctions rather than one unified field of consciousness. She attracts the perceiving capacity of all sensible beings with such force as to thrust them into the ignorance of egotistical attachment. Soon she, she attracts our, our consciousness and we become aware of you. Now, who is aware of you? I am aware of you. <laughs> so if there's a you, there must be an I. And then now there's a division. And now I've got attachment particularly to this ego, I, this sense that I'm different from you. And why should be attachment? Why am I attached? Yeah, why you be attached? Because I think that I am something different. I am in this limited form and you are in that limited form. Now, I like this limited form more, more than I like that limited form. The reason is, if this limited form doesn't exist, who's going to see that limited form? So there becomes a law of self-preservation. I want to protect myself first so that I can protect you. If I don't exist, how can I protect you? So now I've got this concept of egotism, this egotistical attachment uh, which is thrust upon me by perceiving limitations of form. Every time I see you, uh, unity, there's no need for a me. There's just we. But as soon as I see a you, or a you, then I see a me who sees you. And I want to protect me first. That's the law of self-preservation. That all is happening. <laughs> yeah, it is. O oh, reliever of difficulties, remembering you, the fear of all living beings is dispelled. As soon as we remember the mother of the universe, we forget all the fear. I mean, we realize that there's duality, and that they're all mother's kids, and so what? I have no, what am I, what? Me worry? When remembered by those individuals in the harmony of spiritual growth, that's us! <laughs> Yay! You increase their welfare and intelligence. Well, we're still waiting for that. <laughs> Who is like you, O oh dispeller of poverty, pain and fear, whose sympathetic demeanor always extends compassionate assistance to everyone? You even cook for the nurses. You even go shopping for the therapist. You present everyone with your compassionate demeanor. Sympathetic, compassionate assistance to everyone in every circumstance. And in this way, you expose consciousness. Narayani, Namoastute, we bow down to you, exposer of consciousness. You expose the consciousness by limiting it to a form. If it's not in a form, it's invisible. I can only see the form of consciousness. I can't see the formless consciousness. So when you make form, you expose the consciousness. Narayani, exposer of consciousness. Namostute. To the auspicious of all auspiciousness, to the good, to the accomplisher of all objectives, to the source of refuge, to the mother of the three worlds, to the goddess who is rays of light, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you. Those who are devoted to you and take refuge in you, even the lowly and humble, you save, you save from all discomfort and unhappiness. All worry you take away, O oh goddess, exposer of consciousness, we bow to you.
As soon as you expose the consciousness and illuminate our, our awareness and we think about you, you've already taken away all the worries. How can I worry? What do I fear when I'm thinking about you? Even if I'm lowly and I'm humble, Mom, if I'm devoted to you, I'm thinking about you. If I'm thinking about you, I'm perceiving you in so many different forms. If I perceive you, then what do I worry about? I only worry when I don't perceive you. When I'm not thinking about you, I'm worried about me and mine. And I and mine and my attachments and my this and my that, my ad nauseum all of my worldly relationships in this ocean of worldliness, the Sansar Samudra. The intrinsic nature of all, the supreme of all, the energy of all as well. You remove all fear from us, O Goddess, reliever of afflictions. O Goddess, we bow to you. Mother, you take away all the problems. You take away all, all you've got are solutions. You have no problems. You relieve all afflictions. You are the intrinsic nature of all you are within all. If I look at anything as an expression of you, exposer of consciousness, you take away all of my thoughts, all of my fears, all of my afflictions. We bow down to you. When you, are dis, uh, when you are pleased, you destroy all infirmities, that's body, mind, and soul. You know, the infirmities, when I'm sick in the mind, and when I'm sick in my stomach, and when I'm sick in my body, I'm sick in my whatever. And when you are displeased, you frustrate all desires. <laughs> no sense in pursuing desires when she's displeased. No calamity or disease befalls those who take refuge in you, and those who take refuge in you invariably become a refuge to others. Invariably. It is a rule of nature. If you take refuge in the mother, invariably you will become a refuge to others. Invariably. It says it here in the book. O Spirit of the Supreme Sovereign, that's you, terminate all disturbance in the three worlds and in like manner remove from us all hostility. All enmity, all hostility, all, all negativity, you just terminate all the disturbance in the three worlds, in the gross body, in the subtle body, in the causal body or in America, in Europe, and in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> da -dum, da -dum. And now we bow to the respected reliever of difficulties. This is a song containing 108 names of the respected reliever of difficulties. And the Supreme Lord said, O lotus-eyed, I elucidate 108 names by means of which the reliever of difficulties truly becomes extremely pleased. Ah, these are 108 names indicative of 108 qualities, characteristics, attributes by which the Divine Mother demonstrates her divinity. If we wish to demonstrate the same divinity that she demonstrates, we will want to exemplify the same qualities and characteristics and attributes which she exemplifies. And that means it behooves us to study these 108 names. The embodiment of truth. Satyananda. The embodiment of virtue. The lover of the universe. 
She makes friends wherever she goes. She, she goes everywhere with bags of groceries and feeds the multitudes, whatever they're doing. <laughs> Embodiment of the universe who releases the bonds of the universe. She frees us from the bonds. Everybody who's bound to the universe, she just comes and unties those bonds. And she just gives a little smile and a little friendship and a little inspiration and a little love. And all the bonds melt away. Purified by knowledge, the reliever of difficulties, victory foremost, having three eyes, and the bearer of the spear, she's got perfect concentration wherever she points her spear. She can hit the mark. The bearer of the trident, she harmonizes the threes. The characterized by diversity, she's got unity and diversity. She is one who has become many. Who makes beautiful, subtle sounds who performs the great discipline of austerities. She's the mind, the intellect, and the ego, the antikaran, the form of recollection, the chitta, all recollection and consciousness itself. The essence of all mantras, the intrinsic nature of being, the intrinsic nature of the bliss of truth, these are pretty good qualities that we better get on the ball and start demonstrating in our daily practices. Infinite, who brings forth creation, the intensity of reality, the form of welfare, who is always the same, who is always in motion. She's always different. She is the one who is the same. Who is always moving. Beloved by consciousness, the mother of the gods, she's contemplation, the beloved jewel, all knowledge, the daughter of ability, the destroyer of Daksha's sacrifice. <laughs> that was the yagya that was done with lots of ego. She destroyed it. Without limbs, she doesn't admit of division. Uh, she is one, whole, purna, com full, complete, and perfect. Of various colors, castes, and tribes, Samarni. Of red hue, adorned by red flowers, adorned by silk garments, whose anklets make a beautiful sound. <laughs> Every movement we perceive is the dance of the Divine Mother upon the stage of consciousness. Wielder of infinite strength, who is extremely severe to egos. Uh-oh. The beautiful one, the beautiful one of the gods, believer, reliever of difficulties from the forest. And that could mean that she, she's Bandurga, so she came from the forest to relieve the difficulties, or she relieves our difficulties in the forest of difficulties. Embodiment of thought, worshipped by the greatest of moonies. Creative energy, energy of the great seer of all, energy of the rule of the pure, ever pure one, energy that pervades all, slayer of passion and anger, most excellent desire of union, the goddess of wealth, the maker of men. And I guess women too. Spotlessly pure, eminent one, embodiment of wisdom, embodiment of action, eternal bestower of wisdom. Extensive, extensive love, carrier of all carriers. She's a bahan of all the bahans. All the, every deity has a conveyance. Uh, Durga has a, tight, a lion, uh, the lion rider, Sherawali, uh, and of course Maheshwari is, is on a, a Vrisha, on a bull, and Saraswati on a swan, and Bharati on a, on a boar, and Kumari on a peacock. 
And she carries all the carriers. <laughs> the slayer of self-deprecation and self-conceit. Slayer of the great ego. Annihilator of too much and too little. Destroyer of passion and anger. Destroyer of all egotistical thought. Slayer of all duality. Essence of all scriptures. Truth. The bearer of all weapons, with numerous weapons in her hands, bearer of numerous weapons, ever pure one, the sole daughter, or the daughter of my soul. Incomparable beauty, eternal youth, aesthetic. Never aging, advanced in age, mother of old age, an old lady, giver of strength, great eminence, with loose hair, a formidable appearance of one of great strength, shining like fire, a fearful face, the dark night of overcoming egotism. Performer of severe spiritual discipline, exposer of consciousness, excellent one beyond time, the measurement of the all-pervading consciousness. Consciousness is all-pervading, it's infinite. Only she can measure it. Who came from the waters? The ambassador of consciousness. Formidable one, infinite, supreme sovereign, ever pure one, bearer of light, perception of the gross world. Who speaks of infinite consciousness? Oh, God is poverty. A par. He who recites these 108 names of the reliever of difficulties every day will find no difficulties in the three worlds. He will find wealth, food, sons, a loving wife, horses, elephants, and the four objectives of human life, Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. At the end of his earthly existence, he will attain eternal liberation. There's hope for us yet. <laughs> one should worship the ever-pure one and meditate upon the female ruler of gods with the highest selfless devotion. And then the recitation of these 108 names should be commenced. O goddess who performs in this way attains the highest perfection of the gods. Kings become her servants, and he commands the wealth of kingdoms. With fragrant gum, lac, red powders, camphor, ghee, sugar, and honey, one should draw the yantra, the graphic representation of this truth, or the yantra uttamam, the chandi yantra. According to the rules laid down in the scriptures, we use a piece of birjapatra, the bark of a birch tree, and we use the, all of these uh, ingredients and with rakta chandan, with red sandal paste, we draw the yantra with the mantra, and we put that on the birjapatra, on, on the bark of the, uh, the birch tree. We roll it up real small and put it into a locket and then we put various uh, ghee, sugar, honey, camphor and other auspicious ingredients some uh, shindur and kumkum and chandan and uh, haldi and akshat atapchal and we put that all into the locket According to the rules laid down in the scriptures, we put the locket on the yantra and we put we perform pran pratishta to the locket. Well, we also put a raktabastra, a piece of red cloth we put from the Kamakya temple. We bring the raktabastra or a snake cloth. Uh, you take a red, a brand new piece of cloth, red cloth, uh, and you put it in front of a snake let the snake cross over it, and then cut that piece of cloth and put that inside the locket with the various suspicious ingredients according to the rules laid down by the scriptures. The knowledgeable one who wears such an inscription, you can wear it on uh, 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 Kante Barak uh, 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 Rakta Bahum. 
Dakshin Bahu, on your right arm or at your throat or at your cutting, uh, on your waist. And who will wear such an inscription becomes one with the consciousness of infinite goodness. You become Shiva. On the evening before the new moon day known as Bhomavati, when the celestial configuration, configuration is the Yastaram-ism known as Shatabisha, one who recites these mantras by putting them in writing becomes the lord of wealth. So that means on Chotardasi, Krishna Chotardasi before Amavasya, uh, which is on a Tuesday, when the uh, Shatabisha uh, yog, the moon is in Shatabisha uh, yog, uh, then you, you prepare this uh, locket and you write down the yantra and you write down the mantra and you do the puja and you do the pran pratishta and then if you wear that that kavach you will become the lord of wealth oh and we'll perform Achman, Om Eng, Atma Tatpam Shoti Aminamahasva, Om Wisdom, I purify the principle of the soul, I bow, I am one with God. Remember, Eng is A plus E plus Anuswa, is Eng. And A means creation, and E means the causal body, and Anuswar means perfection. And so AIM is Gyan Bij, it's Guru Bij. It is the Bija mantra of your Guru, of Saraswati, of, of wisdom. Uh, and it means when all of creation is absorbed into the causal body and perfection, is AIM. Om ring vidya tatvam shodhiyami namaha swaha maya and maya means ha means the gross body ra means the subtle body he means the causal body anaswar means perfection well then that's the purifying principle of knowledge all that is in, in, in all the knowledge that we have it, it purifies us I bow I am one with God clean ka is the cause and law is the gross body and e is the causal body Anuswar is the perfection the cause of transforming the manifested existence into the causal body and perfection is clean we call here transformation just by looking for one word synonyms uh, I purify the principle of infinite goodness. Shiva Tatwam Shodayami Namaha. I bow, I am one with God. Om Engring Kling Sadava Tatwam. Om Wisdom Maya. Transformation, I pure all of the principles. I bow, I am one with God. Om, we bow to the goddess, to the great goddess, to the energy of infinite goodness at all times. We bow. Everything we do is bowing to her. We bow to nature, to the excellent one with discipline. Not ad hoc. With discipline we have bowed down. Because of our discipline, our plan, our goal setting, our understanding, the we made a discipline to accomplish our objectives. We bow with that discipline. Okay, now. Meditate upon the goddess and offer her five articles of worship. Patram pushpam toyam polam. And then bow down to her. Establish the primal energy with the beach mantra. Ring. And then establish this book. Om ring With these sentence flowers. Om, we bow to the book. Hey, book, you are communicating to me some pretty hefty information. You've got knowledge and inspiration in you, and I bow down to you, and I appreciate you, and I invoke you, and I offer to you my loving attention. So here it gives us instruction, make, make puja with at least panchopachar. At least five articles you give. You give a flower, you give a light, you give incense, you give water, you give a, whatever you want to give. And then offer 
to this book. And let's pause here and see if there are any questions. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. Yes, please. The loving daughter? Soul daughter. Huh? Can you explain that, soul daughter? Yes, she is the one daughter of creation. She is the one daughter of, of uh, uh, she is Mother Nature. So she is alone is the daughter. Eka Kanya. Eka Kanya. She's Kumari, the ever pure one, and Cha, and Ek Kanya. What would you say Ek Kanya means? One. One daughter? Yeah. Okay. I stand by my translation. She is one daughter. She is the embodiment of all of existence. The father is consciousness and the daughter is the what birth manifested from that consciousness. She is the one body of nature. She is all existence, everything that was born. She is Ek Kanya. She's the universal. Yes, she's the universal. Please. We have a question from Nanda in San Jose. Namaste, Nandama. With reference to the 108 names of the goddess, one of the names was Baba Prita, she who loves the universe. We want to be friends wherever we go, but sometimes it just does not happen, especially in the workplace. Can you give any suggestions on how we can get along even in the midst of hostility? Yes, I can. Even though we don't agree on the, the form, we certainly agree on the substance. We agree on the goal. The goal is to manifest the greatest harmony and to move our relationship forward with the greatest facility, with the greatest efficiency. Now, we may not agree on the processes, or uh, I, uh, but that doesn't mean that we have enmity. She has taken away all the enmity. Now we don't have a problem. Our only con consideration is which is the appropriate solution. So now you immediately diffuse all enmity, all hostility, and you make friends. You say, let's find a way, let's find middle ground. Where can we work together? And in this way, we'll negotiate wherever possible in friendship. So what we're doing is making bonds of friendship rather than uh, drawing lines of battle gear or, or, or a confrontation. We have a question from Dan. Namaste, Dan. Namaste, Swamiji. Does anyone truly have the authority of calling themselves a sadhu or a yogi? Is this something that others have to attribute to them? Yes, Dan, that is very true. You can't call yourself the most humble person in the audience. It is impossible to call yourself, uh, I am the most humble devotee. I, 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 as soon as I am there, I have given up all of my ego. Bakwas. I can't proclaim my greatness. It must be proclaimed by someone else. In order to become elevated, you must elevate someone else. If you were to say, by chance, just, uh, just dream, so dream on Swam, if you were to say, Dan, Swami is the most intelligent being, <laughs> could I possibly disagree with you? <laughs> I would have to turn around and say, Dan, you are absolutely correct. Hello, class. This is the smartest guy in the class. Look at what he's understood. In order for you to be promoted, you want to promote someone else. You don't want to be promoting yourself. Huh. So you just have to make yourself lovable enough so that others will want to promote you, so that you, or you're going to be sitting and waiting to be promoted for a long, long time. So yes, Dan, you can't call yourself a sadhu. You can say, I am striving to become a sadhu. You can say, I'm striving to become a devotee. 
You can say, I'm striving to recite the Chandi, but the only person who really recites the Chandi is Lord Shiva, and the rest of us are striving to understand the Chandi. So we will not proclaim our greatness, and we will not proclaim our humility, and we will not proclaim our lack of ego and attachment. <laughs> Bhargit, that's forbidden. No, no. We have a question from Moshimi in Boulder. Namaste, Moshimi Ma. Pranam, could you please help? Uh, can you please help me understand why Mahamaya thrust all sensible beings into ignorance first? Yes, uh, Moshami, what she does, as soon as she gives definition to forms, then she gives definition to relationships. And as soon as there's uh, an other, then there must be a subject. If there's an object, there must be a subject in relationship to that object. Is if I'm perceiving infinite consciousness, there's no duality. Aham Brahmashmi. Shiva Oham. As soon as I put one bindu, one dot on any plane in that field of infinite consciousness, then there's a measurement. And I'm thrust into the ignorance, into the delusion of egotistical attachment because there's something in front of that dot. That's me. There's something behind that dot. I don't know what it is. There's something above that dot. I, I can't see that far. There's something below that dot. There is a, to the left of it and to the right of it. And now I am one subject looking at the world through the perspective of that dot in relationship to that dot that's how they came up with dot com we all have one dot in common and that's called the dot coms we have a question from Rika in Sacramento namaste Rika ma When's my baby coming? <laughs> How can a compassionate mother be displeased with her children? Oh, she can be very displeased and compassionate at the same time. <laughs> That's why she's compassionate, is because she doesn't blow us all to smithereens, even though she's displeased. <laughs> she says, children, you goofed. You blew it. You made a mistake. Don't do it that way. Now, I'm so compassionate, I'm going to teach you the better way to do it. I'm going to teach you how to make harmony and unity rather than to make demands of each other, how to negotiate something that works for everyone. That, not just your, your way. I want something that works for everyone, that creates harmony, builds bridges. So she's compassionate that she teaches us. And she's displeased too when we goof. We have a question from Ramya in Bangalore. Namaste Rami Mami. Pranam, in Shantabhavyam, all intensities of reality, what are these and how do they come to peace? Every bhavana, every attitude, every feeling, has a, an intensity. It has a greater degree of intensity or a lesser degree of intensity. How intensely real is this present circumstance to me? Is my bottom. And she brings all of those bhavas, all those different bhavas. I have so many bhavas. I look at Gautam, I feel great love. I look at Parvati, I feel great compassion. I look at Srima, I feel wonderful divinity. I look at Shivani, I feel great illumination. I look at, I see tremendous wisdom and knowledge. And these are all different bhavas. Then all the bhavas come to one bhava of peace. And they cease to be distinguishable. 
And there are no distinctions between all of the bhavas that I feel. And sometimes I, I feel disgusted, and sometimes I feel upset, and sometimes mother is disgruntled, and sometimes these are all other bhavanas. And I bring all the bhavanas to Shanti. Shantiya bhava. The attitude, the intensity of the reality of peace. How intensely real is this attitude to me right now? How am I just talking about or am I feeling it? Am I talking about love or am I actually in love? How intensity, for example, love is a great, great word, great word. I love your dress. I love your cooking. I love the book. I love my guru. I love God. I use the same love to describe different intensities of reality. How much do I really love your dress? Who created that word? <laughs> Who created that word, love? <laughs> I guess Brahma. <laughs> Brahma and Saraswati are the creators of all love. <laughs> so, it, 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 what is this intensity of reality? How intensely real is it to me? Is it, is it a fact in a book or is it something that's coming from my heart? Is it, am I reading someone else's experience or am I having my own? These are the intensities of reality and when they all come to this position of peace, we have Shantya Bhav. There's only one Bhav. One intensity of reality, and it is so intense that I don't exist. I, I cease to be. Just like Thoreau, sometimes I sit on Walden Pond and I cease to be. Please. We have a question from Swarupananda. Namaste, Swarup. Relating to the 108 names of Durga, name 102. Can yes, you, please. Can you please explain the words that make up the name Karali? The words? Uh, no. But it means formidable. Uh, you can dissect every letter of every word if you want, and you'll come up with some definition, and then you can put them all together and make it uh, into the definition if you want. If you want cause the cause, and uh, Ra is the subtle body, Ah is consciousness, Law is the gross body, E is the causal body, and the cause which brings your mind into harmony with the consciousness in the gross body and the causal body is Karali, and she is formidable. And she is formidable because uh, she expresses, uh, she, she is strong, she is dynamic, she is intense. Uh, she's formidable. You don't want to mess with Karali. Please, Shivani. How do you bring all of your bhavas into peace? Oh, you're through sadhana. When I pay attention in sadhana, I am disciplining myself to bow down with discipline and experience one bhavana, the bhavana of great devotion to my beloved deity. So now all these other bhavanas, I forget about it. I forget about this one. I forget about that one. They're insignificant in the scope of what my present interaction is proposed to be. That's how you do it. My sadhana will define my bhavana. And if I have this bhavana, I go, okay, I ad hoc. <laughs> Just as I move through life, I experience all these attitudes, and the guy cut me off in the, in, while I'm driving, and I, I got an attitude. Of, and then mama gives me a, a pat on the head, and I've got gratitude. And, and it, But when I'm in sadhana, and I stay in sadhana, I bring shanti to all the other attitudes. Yes, please. We have a question from Sharanya in Walnut Creek. Namaste, Sharanya. Namaste. 
Sometimes when I'm chanting the Chandi, I find my thoughts drifting from the text to the day's problems. It is frustrating. I want to focus more completely on my worship. What can I do? Pray harder. Pray stronger. Pray louder. Mother, please, I'm trying my best. Let my mind sit still. Let me remember what you, instead of thinking about me and mine, and watch the movie of my life. And I don't want to see that movie anymore. I've seen it so many times. Blah. It's not a very exciting movie, and when I watch the movie of your prowess in battle taking away the strength from all of these asuras that are pounding on my head and squawking in my brain, well, I'd rather watch that movie. Please, Mom, let me pay attention to you. Please give me sufficient devotion. Shoot! Pavitra enough with sufficient sincerity that I pay attention to you. I want enough devotion that I remember you when I'm chanting. I don't want to think about me and read about you and my mouth is going blah, 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 blah. Am I inside? I'm watching this movie of me. <laughs> no, please, Mom, help. We have a question from Elise. Namaste, Elise. On Sunday, we don't chant the pages from 33 to 86. Why is it that we skip this section on Sundays? We skip lots of sections. We skip around so that we can limit the amount of time that we spend as a group. This group has evolved. We used to do a seed the pot for an hour and a half, and now we're doing a, a pretty good pot for about two and, a, two and a half hours. But you have to understand there are time constraints to do it with the group. Uh, when I sit by myself, I usually do five or six verses to the breath, and then it goes at a different pace. When I sit with a group, I do two verses to the breath, and then it goes a little bit slower. But if I don't finish by lunchtime, how do I give mother her insulin on time? And we got all of these other constraints that we have to think about. We are doing the best we can with the circumstances that confront us, but we have to harmonize all of the various goals of our community. And keeping our Divine Mother in, in peace and harmony and strength is something that is a very major goal for us. So we want to be done by midday so that she can take an, a shot of insulin and get some food. No, I'm to blame. No, no, you're not to blame. You're the, you're the, you're the, the one who blesses us with the privilege to do it for two and a half hours. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma! Namaste. Last Sunday, when we were in Chapter 6 of the Chandi, you said, in this condition, if you take me by force, then what can I do? You said something about free will. Free will. I couldn't really hear the rest. Does this have to do with our son Kalpa? It really is. A, a, a mother says in chapter 6, uh, she says to Dumralochan, comes uh, smoky eyes and says, hey, Mother, if you don't come down from there by yourself, I'm going to drag you down by the hair. Uh, and uh, uh, Mother says, Hey, if you think you can drag me off this altar by yourself, what can I do? You are so strong. But I'm not going of my own accord. It is not my free will that I'm going to go with you, not of my own accord. Uh, uh, you take me by force if you can. And then she sounded the mantra, and he became ashes. <laughs> and you see all his ashes in the bottom of the Hawankund. Every time we light a fire, there's a whole bunch of Dumralochans that became ashes with the mantra. Yes, please. Can you talk about name? Um, oh, I lost it, but it's the one. Oh, oh, she who makes beautiful, subtle sounds. Yes, that's the Nam Shakti, all the subtle sounds. What is it in Sanskrit? Can we tell you the, tell me the name of the, the number? It's 14. Number 14, okay. Uh, she who makes a, a chand, Chandaganta. Ah, 
Chandraganta. She 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 is the the tone of of the bell, the subtle sound of the bell. And she makes these beautiful subtle sounds. You know, every time she makes a sound, it's a, 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 the, there, there's, of course, we talked about the sound coming from Shabda Brahman, the sound that God hears, to the bija, the bindu, which is the first point of sound, to the bija, which is the abbreviation of sound, to the nada, which is the subtle sound, to the bija, which is the audible sound, to the shabda, which is the, the word. And the nod is the vibration that you hear inside. And those beautiful vibrations that you hear inside is, are created by she who makes beautiful, subtle sounds. Please, we have another question from Dan. Yes, Dan, namaste. Namaste. Can you help us understand the subtle difference between viveka, discretion or discrimination, versus judgment? How not to judge asuric tendencies, tendencies in other people? Well, Vivek is to discriminate what do I want for me and what I don't want for me. And judgment is, well, I don't like your behavior. <laughs> now, I, I, judgment is external and discrimination is internal. And discrimination is going to change my behavior because I'm going to choose the various alternatives of what is, what is appropriate behavior in these circumstances. And judgment just says, I don't like your behavior. <laughs> no, I don't really learn too much from judging others. I learn from discriminating for myself. So judge not, lest ye be judged, but discriminate, lest you act without discrimination. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste